Hello, hello, and welcome to Pods Ninja, a podcast dedicated to the African people and culture. You, my friend, are most welcome to the listening hub of the century. It's been a while, it's been a while, I've missed this, oh my god. Ooh, but yes, um, we can all agree that it's been an interesting year, so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, you missed me just as much as I missed you. Here in Nigeria, the youth seem ready to lead the nation to a new dawn, and I'm here for all that. And uh, it also looks like pockets of changes seem to be occurring in certain parts of the world. So yeah, I'm 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 seeing a lot of changes, and um, that goes to show that yes, like I said earlier, 2020 is. An interesting year. Anyways, do well to mask up, level up your hygiene, and maintain physical distancing. COVID-19 is real. There are rumors of a second wave. I'm not sure if that is a rumor, but I wish it is one, so be safe. Kindly follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter for updates, and you can check out my blog on www.botsnight.blogspot.com. Details about this particular episode can be seen in the platform description. And I want you guys to stay with me as I'll be sharing with you global sensations with a touch of personal opinions, some facts, some rumors. What is life without the beautiful mix of diversity, eh? Stay tuned. So we are on to the interesting African facts segment. However, I feel like this is more of a global thing than an African thing because this happens pretty much everywhere in the world. But here in Africa, if you are left-handed, you're treated like scum. You are not really accepted in the society. I say this because I am ambidextrous, but I make use of my left hand more. And um, I've kind of seen the disdain on people whenever I, they, f- they find out eventually that I'm left-handed. But you would never know until you probably see me right. So it is said that uh, it's a bad habit. You do not eat with your left. It's considered as unclean and so on and so forth. In fact, a lot of people have said that left-handed people tend to be more independent as a result of having to adapt to the world, which is largely beautiful people that are right-handed. That sounds like saying uh, women tend to be independent as a result of having to live to, in a world where uh, that is in a world that is designed for men. That's how it sounds like to me, anyways. Yeah, some fact you probably have never heard about left-handed people. First. On the average, 12% of the world is left-handed, 87% right-handed, 1% ambidextrous. Left-handed guitarists, however, are very, very difficult to find. It is said that 0.5% of the world guitarists are left-handed. It is also discovered that left-handed people are roughly twice likely to experience migraines when compared to right-handed people. Well, I don't know about that, but that's a fact for you. Uh, uh, Left-handed people use the right side of the brain most. I think I've heard this before. Uh, So the brain is cross-wired, meaning that the right side controls the left side and the left side controls the right side. So 
there's this popular saying that says only left-handed people are in the right mind <laughs> the right hand side of the brain is thought to coordinate the left side of the body and controls the task that has to do with hearts and creativity how many left-handed people have you met tell me do you think they are very creative are they usually you know in the world of arts more than science i don't know i think they do well in both parts so there was more there was more actually i have here with me a summary about a data collected in 2018 by a research consultant saying that left-handed people tend to multitask more than right-handed people hmm. so uh, i'm guessing if you need someone in your office to ensure that a project gets done on time you need a left-handed person <laughs> 13th of august south poles are celebrated so we choose this day as our own unique day to celebrate our uniqueness what about ambidextrous people? Is there a day for them? I'd love to celebrate that one. And then we have typing advantage. Let me tell you why. On a QWERTY keyboard, there are over 3,000 English words typed solely on the left hand. See that? We are faster when we type. And that is it for the first part of the interesting segment, which, like I said, is more of a global theme than an African theme. Stay tuned. Still on the African facts and myth segment, well, considering I started with a global thing, trust me, I've saved a very interesting African fact for you. The Kikuyu people. Oh, that's kind of difficult to pronounce, but I think I got it right. The Kikuyu people are a Bantu ethnic group inhabiting central kenya at a population of more than 8 million as of 2019 they account for 17.3 percent of the total population of kenya making them the largest ethnic group in kenya so why am i talking about these people well in the land murder is the worst act a person can commit and the spirits of the kikuyu people make murderers pay how? Well, the spirit of the victim that has been killed hovers around the place as a ghost and chases the killer till he confesses and reports himself to the police. <laughs> That's funny. The spirit is called Ungoma, and it is said that for the spirit to stop hovering around as a ghost, there has to be um, an appeasement or the murderer turns himself in. So you either pay by sacrificing a cattle or the killer confesses his sins. I prefer the killer confessing because what is a cattle compared to a killer confessing his sins? This is interesting. Don't you think? Well, I do. Next is our pot Ninja Persons of Interest. Today we'll be talking about a Nigerian woman who has no formal education but lectures in Harvard. Nike 
Okondai. She was the face behind the huge success story of Nikkei Arts Gallery located in Lagos, Abuja and Oshogo. Her story, however, is every bit compelling as it is inspiring. Guess what? She was born in a native village of Ijumu local council of Kogi state. And I am from Kogi state. <laughs> okay, okay, on a serious note. Born in a native village of Ogidi Ijumu local government council of Kogi state. I'm from Opa, so she's not from my village per se, but we are from the same state. And I'm glad to say that. She had eye dreams and knew the kind of future she wanted. Unfortunately, she lost her mother at the age of six. But events have since proven that destiny may indeed have been at work throughout her journey in life. She had a first contact with the world of art through her grandmother, who at the time was the leader of cloth weavers in the community. And as a result, she started weaving clothes at such a young age at the time she already knew that that was what she wanted to do in the future so vocational training in art was passed down to her by her grandmother the late madame ibikunle watching her grandmother in the arts of her direct textile processing helping her out carrying out errands made her an expert in adire making, dyeing, weaving, painting and embroidery. Nika today is a world acclaimed artist and textile designer. She brings vivid imagination as well as a wealth of history and tradition in the production of adire. Her works are celebrated in major capitals of the world with her designs exhibited in countries like USA, Belgium, Germany, Japan, Italy, amongst others. I feel like you're listing all of them. Nikki's romance with the international exposure began in 1968 when she had an exhibition in Lagos and ever since she's grown to become a major name in the international art circuit. She is the most outstanding in painting and designs of adware, beadwork and batik. Trust me, whenever you see her, you are seeing everything African in her dressing, accessories, her hair tie. Oh, she's amazing. Among Nika's most proudest achievement was her invitation to Italy by the Italian government in the year 2000 to train Nigerian sex workers on how to use their hands in creative ventures. And in no time, many women became self-reliant and stopped prostitution. And that is indeed a great achievement. In 2006, she was awarded the highest Italian National Award of Merit by the Government of the Republic of Italy in appreciation for our efforts to address and solve the problem of Nigerian sex workers in Italy. Aww. Our Adria painting has been accepted in the Smithsonian 
um, Museum, which is the world's largest museum in Washington, D.C. Some of our works can be found in a collection of prominent personalities around the world, including the White House. Two former U.S. presidents, Bill Clinton and George Bush, during their visits to Nigeria, sought audience with her because they were so enthralled by her works. Much more than just meeting and shaking hands, it was said that Nika decorated George Bush's room in Abuja during his stay in the country. As an accomplished artist, Nika has taught in several universities in the US. At teaching exploits, she's disclosed a lot of techniques in the world of arts, teaching eager students from around the world, some of them with doctoral degrees. Interestingly, all the education she had at the time was that of what her grandmother passed on to her. Nothing else, nothing more. Just what she learned from her grandmother. That's amazing. I think that goes to show that education is really not about the four walls of a school. In 1983, she established the Nike Center for Art and Culture in Oshogo, Oshun State, where trainings were offered free of charge in Nigeria and various forms of art. The center, <coughs> as, excuse me, as of the time it was opened, the center was opened for 20 young girls who were picked from the streets and offered a new life in art. And from then, it's been bliss. About 3,000 young women have been trained. The center also admits international undergraduates uh, from other countries willing to learn textile designs. I feel so honored talking about this caliber of a woman. She's, she's like Wonder Woman or Superwoman or something. <laughs> Well, that is it for the Pods Niger Persons of Interest. We will be talking about a global issue in the next segment. Stay tuned. I'd like to use this platform to talk about the NSAS protests that have been going on for a while now. As of the recording of this episode, the protests had lasted for a week. So today is the 14th of October 2020. SARS is an acronym for Special Anti-Robbery Squad. And the main objective, obviously from the name, is to combat robbery. However, we began seeing gross abuse of power and total negligence of human rights. It is absolutely pathetic our leaders seem to be blind and deaf despite unjust killings perpetrated by this devilish unit. Typically, this is what happens, okay? Innocent citizens are stopped on the road, searched and accused of ridiculous crimes. Then these young men and women are told to pay huge sums of money in order to be released or they suffer torture, rape and in most cases, die. According to a recent publication by the Punch newspaper, police officers in Nigeria generally have a reputation for corruption, brutality, and little regard for human rights. But 
Saz has a special place in hell. <laughs> to be honest. A report in June uh, by the Amnesty International documented at least 82 cases of torture, ill treatment, and extrajudicial execution by SARS between January 2017 and May 2020. The Nigerian authorities, it will interest you to know that they have failed to prosecute one single officer despite the anti-torture legislation passed in 2017. This is proof that the Nigerian government is not for the people. The Nigerian government does not portray a democratic rule. And I am for the people. I am for the NSAS protest, which started on Monday. After much deliberations online, we've had it up to a point where we cannot take it any longer. Unfortunately, we've lost about 10 people already across the country. Many have been tortured by the police. Some are missing. Despite all of this, despite these recent happenings, the Nigerian youth have maintained their promise to carry out peaceful protests. And I must say, I'm extremely proud of what we've done so far. It breaks my heart seeing men assigned to protect us, bringing guns when we are not at war. Fathers killing children of men and women who hope to see their children live long prosperous lives it is heartbreaking completely heartbreaking watching grown men as they hold the lifeless bodies of their of their children <sighs> simply because they had tattoos on their body they had laptops or because they were working from home we are not provided jobs Yet we are killed for finding ways to survive. We are tortured for requesting that we live in safe and secure environments. That is totally unfair. All of you neighbors, enemies of progress in disguise, reporting innocent citizens to SARS. You all have a hand in the killings of our youth. 600 years of hardship for all of you. Another year means 600 years. So far, the Inspector General of Police has announced the disbandment or dissolution of SARS. The President has addressed the nation concerning the protest, promising uh, a reforming of the entire police force. However, I am skeptical. Like, this is the fifth time SARS has been disbanded and yet tortures and killings persist. Protesters have continued requesting that attempts be met to prove that SARS indeed has been scrapped completely but it seems like there's a rebranding of SARS as they are called SWAT now the police claiming to ensure rigorous training uh, psychological whatever will be done before the deployment of SWAT teams across the country I say it is bullshit I'm guessing this is the reason protests are yet to stop and yeah we cannot rebrand <laughs> a problem and call it the solution who does that this is what all of this means to me the protests the changes we've seen the the effect of protests the reactions the responses it means to me that Nigerians are taking matters into their hands. 
the youth are fixing the system. Elections will not be the same again. In fact, I'm looking forward to 2023. And this is just the beginning of many, many good things to come. One love. everyone clamoring for change, raising their voices in the face of oppression, depression and subjugation, I say to you, you are the hero of our generation. I say, I shall tell tales of bravery about a people who stood up and single-handedly turned their situation for the better. Our children will listen with excitement and joy in their hearts, knowing because of you, they live. To all the lives lost before and during this protest, men and women like Jimo, Emmanuel Abel, Modipayo Awosika, Chukwemeka Matthew, Precious Odua, Chika Ibeko, Johnson Kolade, Femi Belo, and more I cannot begin to mention. Some that we probably we've not seen because their stories never got to the internet or graced our phone screens. We refuse to let you die in vain. We refuse to let you die in vain. What is happening today is the culmination of pent-up feelings and emotions that went up before. Once change like this begins, the momentum picks up and it is utterly unstoppable. You can only be heard or seen if you take a step. And when you do, the world will be one man or woman less of cruelty. As we strive for a new Nigeria, a new Africa, and a better world, I leave with you a question. What is the one thing you can contribute to make this happen? It is time to donate. Not money. No, no, no. Your time, however. Your skills, your voice. Donate to a cause that is bigger than us. Donate to something as important as the global goals. Donate to the future. Donate now. There is no contribution too small or too great. Little drops of water makes an ocean. Tomorrow is the deadline. there we have it guys i hate it when i have to conclude i really do but i have to i hope you enjoyed this podcast be sure to frequent this channel check out other episodes while you anticipate what comes next if you like what you hear do not listen alone share this episode with your friends it's pretty easy and will only cost you about 10 seconds of your time do you have a story that needs to be heard feel free to send me a voice message here on anchor or 
an email or better still reach me on any of the social media handles that is in the podcast description below I am Coin, and extremely honored to be the host of this episode as I live with you African sounds and chants know that this is not a conclusion, but a promise for better sounds, better content, better stories, greater impact, and most importantly, a better version of us the next time we meet. See you next episode.